You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Simbron. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays as well. Today's episode of Locked on Rays is brought to you by Built Bar. Promo code Locked On gets you $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Well, Ulysses, we have, of course, like we talked about on Monday, part two of our conversation with Matt Joyce. What did we dive into? We, we dove into his favorite player who he played yes. with, with the Rays. We won't, we won't reveal too many details about that right now, but you can kind of I mean, if you just you kind of guess who that may be. Um, we also discussed um, just the experience of playing with so many different teams. I think he was pretty high on playing with the Oakland Athletics. That was a very good experience for him. Uh, we also very, very timely got into uh, his thoughts and feelings about the possibility of a 2020 season, which we will actually be discussing later on. In this episode, we're going to hold off on the franchise what if scenario segment that we'll be having for the next couple of weeks, because I think this is a little bit more newsworthy, if you will. I think a little bit more pressing uh, as things go on with that. And then uh, I think there was one more thing we talked with Joyce about, and that was just a day in the life, what he's doing. He's, he's a busy dude. I can tell you that. Right, we've kind of highlighted what he's been doing, but he gets in in depth about it and and what goes on in his life. And no, I think it was a very enjoyable uh, interview with with Matt. And again, thank him for his time. And I think listeners, we've gotten some some good reviews uh, off the part one. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, uh, people enjoy also part two of it. And maybe this can build on to something that we can kind of keep going. But uh, just enjoy the interview. And uh, that, that's it, basically. Yeah. Without further ado, part two of our interview with Matt Joyce. Right. And, and Matt, you've played uh, going on 13 years in the big leagues now. Played, of course, with the Rays and several other teams. Is there a year or a team that, I mean, you look back on as, as your favorite or, or best memory or best experience. I mean, you, you mentioned that you grew up as a Braves fan, so I'm sure that brought a little nostalgia uh, aspect to it last year in 2019, but is there a particular year that, that really stands out to you? Maybe it is 2011, maybe it's a different year, um, or just the fact that you've, you've been able to stay in the big league so long. Um, I think each team is, um, you know, pretty special to me because I have some really good memories <clears throat> with the, the teammates that I played for, the city that I played for. Um, so, you know, obviously Tampa, um, I always like, I always feel like Tampa is just will always be number one uh, for me just because I was born and raised here. Um, you know, I had the longest 
point longest time in my career with Tampa, um, you know, making the playoffs three out of five years. So there we have a, I have a ton of like history with Tampa and, um, you know, we had some, some really cool memories, um, played for, like I said, played for some really incredible, incredibly talented teams. Um, and then every year after that, it was, man, I just felt like it was a grind for me. Um, I had, you know, as a player, people don't realize you, you see players like Trout and Harper make, you know, $300 million, but, um, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. I mean, you know, <laughs> those guys are so rare that a lot of guys end up, you know, you have one shot, one opportunity, like, like Eminem says, uh, <laughs> to really kind of earn that contract. And for me, it was right after the raise, I got traded to the angels and, uh, I ended up having my worst uh, year, um, and, and ended up getting, you know, knocked unconscious. And, uh, and then from there I had to really battle, um, every, every day, man, every year, every day, just to feel like I, um, just to show people that I deserve to be there just to earn my, my place in the big leagues. And, um, so, you know, every year is a little bit different for me looking at the angels and, and failing so bad. I think I learned the most that year. Um, and, um, Pittsburgh obviously really learned how to pinch hit and, and, you know, handle that role. And, um, you know, I mean, just work my butt off to, to be able to earn a spot back into the big leagues. Oakland, um, you know, we had, we had, I, I loved Oakland. We had so much fun in Oakland. I think the guys and the, the atmosphere there, uh, we just played for each other. We played to win. Um, and we had a lot of fun. You know, that was the biggest thing is, is we wanted to have a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, and then 18 in Oakland, my second year at Oakland, I, I really dealt with a lot of back injuries. So, I had to, you know, same thing where I had to really grind and fight my way back. Um, signed with the Indians, struggled during spring training, cut during the Indians. And then obviously, like I said, I landed with the Braves last year. And, um, you know, that was such a whirlwind. I almost like didn't even know where I was. I was just like trying to play baseball and, and survive and, and make a team. And, um, you know, fortunately ended up being the Braves and, and, you know, they had, man, they had a really talented squad that ended up making the playoffs. And I thought, you know, we had a chance, a really good chance of, of winning the whole thing. You just never know what's going to happen in, in the, uh, in the playoffs. So, um, that was, you know, I really enjoyed my time with Atlanta. I really did, uh, all around just the organization, the team, uh, you know, winning, uh, the fans, uh, the fan support was incredible. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're at the top of my list too. Yeah. Winning will definitely, uh, give you fond memories. That's for sure. Now we want to peek behind the curtain and you don't have to throw anybody under the bus here, but do you have a favorite race teammate, uh, during your time here in Tampa Bay, um, that you really just gelled, uh, very well with in that clubhouse? Um, you know, I like Pena. Uh, Carlos, Carlos Peña was, was just such a good dude. Um, and we had some really good conversations. We hung out and, um, you know, talked about baseball. I mean, life, you know, off the field. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just, you know, I mean, you tend to gravitate towards the people that you're, you're most like, and I, I just felt like, uh, 
uh, Los uh, was was just such a down to earth, uh, solid, you know, positive person um, that you know you just couldn't help but like him. Uh, he was very likable, and and uh, you know, obviously two lefty hitters. Uh, so we kind <laughs> we tended to uh, you know hang out hang out a lot together. So he was one of my favorites for sure. And Matt, of course, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of discussion about when and if the MLB is going to get started. I mean, from a player's perspective, how do you hope this gets resolved? Are, are you just hoping to want to be able to get back out there, whether it's front of fans, no fans, neutral site games? I mean, what's kind of your perspective on on all this going on and trying to get baseball played uh, through COVID-19 still out there? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's crazy right now. Um, the good thing is I feel like we're starting to get over the hump and, um, there's obviously a lot more conversations, um, some rumors being thrown around. Um, as I understand it right now, there's no formal offer on the table between the owners and the union players union, but there, there have been discussions, um, you know, the players in the union <coughs> agreed, uh, with the owners that, Obviously, you guys know that um, we'll get paid pro rata. Um, if we play half the season, we get paid for half the season. Um, as a players, I mean, we just want to we, – we really want to play. Um, obviously, I, I think you you don't look forward to not playing in front of people. Um, but I think for us, we're hopeful that we'll be able to play in front of people um, you know, pretty soon. Um, and I think that will be pretty special uh, going from not – I think it will be very weird. <laughs> not playing in front of any fans. And then I think it'll be really cool. Uh, once people are allowed into the stadiums, obviously we'll kind of wait and see what happens, uh, with that whole uh, dynamic. But, uh, for us as players, we're, we're really excited to, you know, um, get back out there to, to, you know, I mean, this is our passion. This is what we do for a living and, and, um, you know, something we love. Uh, so when that's taken away from you, 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 you scramble a little bit and then you kind of, uh, you know, fortunately for, for me, I've had a lot going on. I got my family and we have the yeah, 45 gyms, um, to keep us busy. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I haven't gone too crazy sitting at home. Uh, but, <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, I'm still looking forward to, to being back out there and seeing the guys and, and, um, you know, playing some ball, man. Uh, I, I think what I've heard is we'll start back up in June, beginning of June, sometime 10th, ish roughly and then um you know they're aiming for a season to start uh, beginning of july so we'll see what happens awesome and last question for you matt what are you doing right now with no baseball uh you you mentioned f45 i I know you've been doing some baseball activities um to kind of keep fresh so what what is a day in the life right now for 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 matt Mm -hmm. joyce yeah man i you know for me I work my butt off, man. I, I have really big goals, really big dreams, uh, vision to, to make an impact. Um, so, uh, we took on a lot with the F45 gyms. Um, my, my week, I structure my week to where I, <clears throat> I do baseball Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings. Uh, I come back and I'll work, um, on the computer, a- emails, um, you know, just, doing systems and, and, um, floor plan and getting ready for the build out of Sparkman, uh, for F45, uh, which is going to be our second location. Um, and then I go, you know, to the gym and, uh, make sure that, um, uh, you know, 
our 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 team is is uh, basically you know doing the workouts right for that 45 so that when the time comes to open we're we're ready to go and um, obviously I love being around the gym I love meeting people uh, around the community um, I love seeing people that are that enjoy f45 and and um, you know the the community that we're building with that so uh, that's pretty special that's something that I, I really am passionate about um, and then, um, and then, yeah, you know, I'm going to got a wife and a three-year-old daughter. So I come home to them and, uh, you know, I try to spend as much time as I can with them and, and really, uh, make the most of that time, um, uh, during, during, you know, the, the off time for me. So, so I'm a little busy. Um, you know, my wife, I told my wife, just don't kill me. We just have a lot on our plate and, uh, you know, we're building, we're, we're building some, something really cool. Um, so it's tough when you're a player and you're, you're kind of, for me, I'm 35 and going through that transition phase and, um, you have to kind of plan for the next phase. Uh, so that was kind of why we signed up for the F45 gyms as well as, you know, we love the the product and, and the workouts. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us and doing this. We appreciate it. And, uh, I must say Ulysses for myself, I'll be watching more Marlins games than I ever have. Uh, they are on uh, TV in Tampa, so I'll definitely be in, indulging in those when the season starts. And, and Matt, thanks again for joining us, and uh, we hope to, to catch up with you again soon, all right? Yeah, for sure. Anytime. I, I would love to speak to you guys again. Hopefully, uh, maybe sometime during the season, we'll catch back up and uh, look forward to it. You guys take care. Thanks for having me on. Ulysses, Built Bar, I think I have the clubhouse leader. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. Really? Have you had mint brownie? I have not had mint brownie yet. I'm sorry. Then you can't have the clubhouse leader because that for me right now takes the cake or takes the bar. Okay? There we go. Um, well, have you had peanut butter brownie? Oh, no, I haven't. It's okay, in the back. Then I don't, think, I don't think we can make okay. a true, honest assess, assessment on which built bar is the tastiest. And of course, we have different taste buds. That's just... Right. That's just science. But um, from my perspective, peanut butter brownie, once you bite into that, maybe after this episode, okay. take a nibble, just a little taste. I, I'm telling you, it was like I went to a fancy restaurant. Like I went to Burns Steakhouse or something in Tampa. It was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, take, a, uh, I'll take a nice fancy coffee and uh, peanut butter brownie. You know, I, I'm going to double you up. It's when I had the mint brownie, I thought it was like the dessert room. Uh, and and I, I had to, I don't know if you're a Seinfeld uh, connoisseur, but there's an episode where George Constanza eats, sees everybody eating the Snicker bars with a fork and knife. That's how fancy it feels in your mouth when you eat a mint brownie bar. Wow. Wow. Yes, and I have seen that Seinfeld episode. And if you haven't, I implore you to see that episode <laughs> and to watch all of Seinfeld because my favorite episodes of Seinfeld, not surprisingly, are George Costanza working with the Yankees and just butchering his role as what assistant general manager or special assistant to the general manager, whatever his title assistant is. Assistant to assistant to the travel secretary and then the whole, you know. But so he's yes, the Dwight Schrute of the New York Yankees, basically. Yes, we're basically big Seinfeld fans. So uh if anybody that was listening, yes, we that was facetious. Uh we're very big Seinfeld fans. <laughs> well, how about this? Um peanut butter brownie and mint brownie, 
their nutrition facts, or as I, I like to say, nutrition stats. I mean, you can you can rank them up right up there with Mike Trout and Austin Meadows. Here, let me give you the stats of the peanut butter brownie. 20 grams protein, 170 calories, just 3 grams of sugar, and just 3 grams of net carbs. Mint brownie, 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So can we agree that both of these bars are MVP candidates? Of course they are. I mean, who do you take? Do you take Charlie Morton for MVP or do you take Austin Meadows? For MVP, maybe they can both have an MVP, and they call it a co-MVP. What, so what co-MVPs, co-clubhouse leaders for peanut butter brownie and mint brownie. They're both low calorie, high protein, low sugar, no crazy additives. And if you want to try some, go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and that'll get you ten dollars off your first box at builtbar.com. Be sure to follow the company on Instagram at I'm built and on Twitter at bar underscore built. This podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24 life stories and lessons from the say, Hey kid in this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a forward read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. Whether you're missing your favorite players on the field this season or are looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 now, wherever audiobooks are sold. Ulysses, um, I think a great Father's Day gift, in addition to purchasing 24, is getting the Major League Baseball season rolling. How about that for a Father's Day gift? Come on. Wouldn't that be nice, huh? Hey, Dad, here's baseball. Yes. Boom. America's pastime. I, I think, okay, MLB, the owners have presented their initial proposal to players. Apparently, I mean, this is going to take a couple days, if not a couple weeks, to parse through and, and maybe or maybe not come to an agreement. But the fact that they've outlined some of the bullet points and and – um, what could be the formation of an agreement makes well, me, I'm going to say pretty pumped, pretty excited that there could be baseball by July 4th weekend, regular season baseball by July 4th weekend and spring training, training camp baseball by mid June. Well, let's, let's kind of, you know, go over those bullet points. Yes. Okay. So a 50, 50 split of revenue from the 2020 season, which I want to get into that later. Um, 82-game schedule, mm-hmm. mid-June spring training, so uh, they'll start playing um, the regular season in July. 14, uh, 14 teams would be playing in the postseason. As opposed uh, to 10. Right. Uh, uh, designated hitters all, all around, so the universal DH would be implemented. And games would be against your own division only, plus the other league the same division. So, for example, the AL East teams would play only against AL East teams and NL East. 
and obviously no fans. How do you feel about this? On the whole, I love it. I love the deal because we talked about this before. If there's a year to throw everything at the kitchen sink, this is the year. This is the year to try everything. Universal DH, big fan of it. 14 teams in the postseason, um, at least for one year to try it out and see how it works. I'm a big fan of it, and I'm sure the players are on board. Owners are on board. That's an opportunity to earn extra revenue. And just really baseball fans, I think, especially for this year, keeping teams I mean, your, your team, 14 teams, that, 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 that's a lot of extra teams that have a chance to fight for a postseason spot and, and have some interest towards the later part of that season. Um, the expanded rosters, that's another thing that I think is huge, expanding possibly to 30 players with like another 20 players on what's called a taxi cap. I would assume that would allow a lot more players to accumulate MLB service time, which would be a win in their book. So overall, I love it. I mean, I wish they could start baseball tomorrow, but I know you need to work (laughs) out the finer details and get a training camp going. And I mean, the opportunity to actually get things rolling on July 4th weekend, America's pastime, hot dogs, you tie it all in with that. There's a huge opportunity for baseball to with really nothing else going on to be at the forefront there's nothing in the works i think as far as the nhl the nba nfl's not going to start till way later i mean this is this is a prime opportunity to get into the hearts and minds of sports fans that may have left baseball by the wayside over the years you surprised me because you basically said how i feel but Without saying a, the, I, what I think is the biggest thing, which is the dollar signs. Okay. Um, here's, here's why I didn't mention that, because I don't okay. care about that, because I'm not a player <laughs> nor an owner. I just want to see games on the field with professional MLB players. And, and guess what? You're 100% right. Anybody that's not a player or an, or an owner trying to get really in the nitty-gritty of, of what's going on with the dollar signs – that's that's not up to us of yes. course we're going to talk about it uh, but not not going to be up to us look I, I agree with you it would be amazing i mean to have it uh before uh, independence day i mean that 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 would be crazy imagine that on a sunday that that weekend for fourth of july it would be crazy now but but let's talk about that dollar sign because i think everybody that's listening to this podcast and us too we agree with what you said yes it would be amazing right. Uh, throw the, the kitchen sink at it. Universal DH, replay, whatever, 14 teams. You know I hated that proposal when before COVID-19, but mm-hmm. now I'm like, yeah, throw postseason teams. And, and especially it. now with more men- baseball. We mentioned that 14 team. That's even more important if you're a Rays fan because yeah. the crossover schedule, NL East, Not easy. that's going to be a tough slate with the, the Braves, the Nationals. The Mets, the Phillies, maybe. I mean, all those teams were 500 or better. Some, some of them much better last season. The Marlins, I mean, they've got, the a, they've got a better presence. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be a total, total slouch either. So no, they're not. I mean, so, the, the, I mean, really, the competition the has least, gone yeah. higher. Yeah, the competition yes. has gone higher now. So yes. So moving on, let's talk about the dollar signs because I think mm-hmm. that is the biggest wrinkle in all this uh, thing. Uh, 
it, I, Jeff, uh, uh, Passan, uh, had yes. a great, a, uh, we call him Passan. It's really passing, but pass or JP, we could go with JP, we go with JP, uh, our friend JP, uh, you know, he, he, he had this line in his article yesterday. I, I loved it. It said, what we're, what we're looking at is billionaires pitted against millionaires playing a game of chicken. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It really is. And now, who is going to come out victorious? 30 billionaire owners or a thousand professional athletes? You would think that it would go to the professional athletes because they're the show, right? I mean, there is no baseball. Nobody goes to a, a baseball game. Nobody tunes the TV to to watch the owner, right? right? No, they watch the product on the field. So you think the players have it. But I think public perception is going to turn very quickly against the players if mm-hmm. the dollar signs are not matched to the public's uh, want of baseball. They're yes. going to side with the team, and the team is the owner. And that's unfortunate because all the years where the owners were making extra revenue, the players didn't come back to them and say, hey, where's my share of that pie? But now that the revenue is not as high as it was before, even taking some losses, now they're going to go against uh, to the players and say, hey, we, we can't pay you this much. If it doesn't work the other way, it shouldn't work this way. Right. So what is your solution? They've talked about this 50-50 split of revenues just for this season, just for 2020, just for in this weird, crazy, wacky season. Um, should that be 60-40, 55-45? Should it be a completely different model? I mean, what do you I mean, think I, with that? I, I, I think that there are a lot of business that can, unfortunately, uh, they, they, they suffer a, a negative year. Mm-hmm. Uh, many businesses around the world suffer a, ne- a negative revenue. And you know what? They still keep going. They might have to cut here and there, but baseball is a different kind of monster. And I, you right. you can't I'm, – I'm sorry. I'm going to have to side with the players here. You can't just go back on their contract when – when you have to pay them, they're the product. It's not a normal business. In a normal business, if you're having a, a bad year, you might have to lay off some people. Mm-hmm. You can't play a baseball game without a catcher. Yes. Okay, you need to pay these people, and so that's that's how I look at it. You're gonna have to, you know, run on a loss uh, your business. Maybe, unfortunately, it's not going to be the players that get hurt. Maybe it's going to be some scouting. The scouting department gets hurt. The analytical department is going to get a little bit yeah. thinner. Maybe that's how you cut a cost. But I don't see how you, you, you can take money from the players. It's tough because you look at other leagues, and I know baseball – the players don't want a salary cap, and that's their big thing. And again, this is just one year. It's really a half of half a year. So you right. would think that, you know, millionaires versus billionaires, it, it's a lose lose either way. If I mean, they they should they've got to there's got to be some moving ground. And I'm sure, I think there's too much at stake for both sides to lose a season, especially just the PR backlash you mentioned. Um, just on the whole, as far as that goes, I mean, the fact that you guys, you guys play a game for a living, 
Okay. Right. I mean, there's you a throw a what? ball and you swing a bat and you make millions of dollars. And, uh, not there's even a lot that. of nine to fivers out there that are struggling to pay three, four five kids. And those are the lucky ones because those that are struggling to pay is because they still have a job, Kevo. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that what 20% unemployment rate, 15% unemployment rate, those people are going to be, wow, poor players are not going to get paid their 10 million. No, of course not. Of course not. It's an ugly situation on both accounts, the, mm-hmm. the billionaires and the millionaires. If you have to pick a side, I'll take the millionaires, but right. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I have to tell the millionaire to, hey, come on, you know, do your thing. Now, I think there is a way that you can fix this. Okay. And the way that you can fix this is saying, Let, let's all play kumbaya, sing kumbaya, and, and, and be nice to each other this year. We agree to this. Mm-hmm. We will prorate our, our, our contracts. But next year, when things are normal or in 2022, every player, every person that was involved in MLB for 2020 that had their salary cut because of this by the owners, they'll get interest and money deferred for when all, everything is yeah. normal. I think that's yeah substantially. I mean, even if it's a, I don't want to say Mike Brousseau because he has had some substantial time, but you know, a guy that's played in five games in twenty nineteen in twenty nineteen and played in ten games in twenty twenty, I want him to get his money when things are right, right when things are okay and normal. He deserves his money. He put it. I mean, God, those, it, those, yeah, those are honestly pandemic. those are honestly the guys that are probably like the Brian O'Grady's out there that yes, want to get back on the field because those guys more or less are living paycheck to paycheck as opposed yes. to Mike Trout where it's like, uh, you know, I want Look, my four. I No, I'm going to sniff at your uh, balk at your $20 million that you're going to try to pay me this year. I want my 40 million. Like, no, that's not going to work out. Like you, there's yeah. got to be some, some middle ground there. Um, for comparison's sake, I will say the NBA, if you look at the other professional sports leagues, The NBA has a 50% revenue share among owners and players. The NFL is 48%. The NHL might have the best option or the best way to go about this is they start it at 54% 54 going to the player side. And then as revenue is increased, so say, okay, the NHL earns $2.5 billion in a particular year. The players get a share of 54%. If revenue ter- it turns out to be a great year for the NHL, they, they bring in $3 billion. Then players get like 56%. And that increases up to, I think, 57% or so. So like a sliding scale where, okay, TV revenues are better than expected from playoffs, just nothing else going on on TV. I mean, ESPN is freaking broadcasting KBO games at one in the morning just to show something on TV. And that's like Kevo. And that's great, but... You're saying that they're going to adapt this when things are bad. Will they do this when things are going good again? Will they actually say, no, we'll, we'll share the revenue. You'll, you're going to get a bigger piece of the pie. That's one thing. They're only doing this because things are bad. Will they do it when it goes uh, on the positive side? Number two, 
those leagues also have minimum and maximum yeah. salary caps. So there's also that, that baseball doesn't want to deal with that. In 1994, right. the, 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 the World Series was basically canceled. The whole season was canceled because of that point. So and I don't, get, they didn't want to make a, you know, yeah. a step into that direction. I get that. But again, it's just for a half a year. It, it's just, it's oh, just to get something it. out there on the field. And I mean, we're, they're already like, okay, we're going to do the universal DH. The Blue Jays might have to play in Dunedin this season. Who knows what the teams in California <laughs> right. are going to have to do? Like, this is just, it's just yeah. like, let's get something out there. Okay. Yeah. If you're able to throw, I mean, you like to see it where the, the owners get, or, or the players get slightly a bigger piece of the pie than the owners because they're the actual ones out on the field and, and playing the games and, and are the entertainment platform. But I, I feel like, You've just got to, I, I, I mentioned this earlier, you've lighter heads have to prevail. Like you've just got to, I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they do. And I'm with you. Um, you, you have to, this is bigger than all of us and, and, and bigger than probably a lot of people haven't had to go out to grocery, uh, shops with, with masks on and, mm-hmm. and, and, and not go to the beach if you're in Florida, you know, this is a weird time that's happening. Uh, so it would be nice if ba- billionaires and millionaires are seeing this and say, Hey, we can provide something right. of value just, just for six months. Like just just put away the dollar sign yeah. again. That's very positive kumbaya thinking, and I get that somebody's going to listen to this and be like, "These guys are ridiculous." Of you you mentioned a quasi salary cap. Is that so bad for just this year? I mean, we're already talking about fourteen team playoffs. Only if it's universe. deferred. Only if the money's deferred. I'm just okay. saying that that contract has to be honored. And if if the owners are not going to honor that contract, they better be saying, "Well, you're going to get one point five uh, times that when everything is normal. I've got to be honest with you from a raise fan standpoint, I'm actually in favor of salary caps because <laughs> then you would have I mean, then the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Astros and the Dodgers can't spend 75, a hundred million dollars or more than you. I I'm also in favor of salary floors. So the raise would be obligate. Okay. You got to at least spend $80 million. I don't care how you right. do it, but you got to find a way to do it. Right. I agree. So, I agree. Uh, Are we heated or what? Yes. Let's get baseball started so we can start yelling at crash mistakes. Yeah, start yelling at uh, pick a player. Who is who is the player that ticked us off the most that is still on the roster this year? I don't know. Zunino, Daniel yeah. Robertson. Yeah, probably probably Robertson. I feel like Zunino might have a bounce back. <laughs> I'm saying oh I'm still I'm still keeping to that. Okay. Will there be a season this year? Will there be a baseball MLB season I, this year? I'm a co-host of a of a baseball podcast, buddy. I'm I'm yeah. gonna have to say yes. I agree too. I think it gets done. And if things start, if if talks start deteriorating, I'm gonna get on the phone with Tony Clark. I'm gonna get on the phone with Rob Manfred. Shoot him get a text. It. Hey, dummies! You have a prime <laughs> opportunity here to grow the game. Yeah. Don't be so short sighted and just out. think about this year. Yes. Think about. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. The kids that are home right now and they have nothing to do and they are going to be watching baseball and only baseball. Get them to watch, to care, to have the personalities out there, to put mics on the players. Come on, use it. I thank you for the word. Dummies. 
people, people are watching Blake Snell play a baseball video game. <laughs> right. They want to watch real live baseball. Blake <laughs> oh Snell throwing pitches instead of using his thumbs. Yes. Just saying. Okay. I think we've covered the topic for today. I that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday.